Welcome to Health from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Hartwell, a licensed naturopathic doctor on a mission to catalyze the journey toward overcoming your autoimmune disease. We'll show you the tools and how you can grow through this podcast. past couple of years and I think sometimes it can be difficult to discuss with others the fears that and concerns that we have that are growing and what I've noticed particularly um, with my patient population is that when these fears and concerns are not brought up there is Um, a repression of sorts and when we're repressing our feelings and emotions and um, situations like that I realized that um, a lot of people don't know you can manifest disease and there are a lot of different ways that your physiology changes but um, most clearly what we have associated is stress and stress will play all kinds of havoc wreak all kinds of havoc on your hormonal system and a myriad of other systems as well. It all trickles down into these glands called your adrenal glands, which are responsible for producing your sex hormones um, and also a number of other things that really play a role in how your body is regulated in terms of if it's in sympathetic or parasympathetic. And when I'm talking about parasympathetic and sympathetic, in case you haven't heard our podcast before or you haven't heard this message before, I'm talking about two different states of being for your autonomic nervous system. Our nervous system regulates so many different things, including our ability to breathe, our ability to process our foods and digest foods and extract nutrients from those foods, our ability to think clearly when we urinate, when we defecate, when we uh, experience mental clarity, when we have regulations in sleep, when we feel panicky, when we have the urge to run, and also most central and most easily forgotten, it regulates our breath. So why is it important to talk to your loved ones about what is going on with you? Why is it important to talk to a mental health care provider, go to the doctor regularly, get that odd mark on your shoulder looked at, get your lab work drawn, make sure that these weird anxieties that you're having around whatever it is, the geopolitical state, um, the world at large, the fact that we are knee-deep in a pandemic, and for a lot of us, this is one of the first times where we're in, in, encountering a novel infectious disease because of the areas that we've been living in and the public health um, that's been implemented in the areas that we've been living in. So I know there are so many changes that have been going on over the past few years. And it is so easy to say, I'm just going to work on surviving. I'm just going to work on getting day by day. I see people doing this with their groceries, with their checkbooks, with their accounts, with their work, with their relationships, with their friends and family. And what I recognize is that when we are constantly surviving, then all of a sudden we look up and three years of this has passed. 
And a lot of people don't have to show for it what they were expecting to have to show for it. So when we don't regulate our autonomic nervous systems and we're constantly stuck in sympathetic and fight or flight and running from the bear, running from the dinosaur, running from the saber-toothed tiger, it affects every aspect of our lives because it affects so much of our bodies. And it's truly astounding to me how impactful this experience is, how not regulating things, not getting not triaging what you can do what you do have control of um, what you can move the needle on really affects people their relationships their life their their personal health uh, their happiness and their feeling of purposeness in this world and I'm bringing all of these things up because I have been affronted with some very startling statistics and before I get into them I want to introduce a concept called normalcy bias. Have you ever, um, I'm sure all of us have this friend or relative um, who always seems to just laugh everything off and it goes with the flow. Um, The world is crashing down around them and they're just doing hunky-dory. You ask them, how you doing? And they're like, I'm hunky-dory. And or maybe your family doesn't speak like that, but mine does. Um, and you're like, oh, well, things must not be bad because Uncle Joe's doing just fine. And uh, he says everything's hunky dory. Everything checks out. Um, he's, you know, he's usually pretty on top of things in, in terms of the news and the ongoing. So uh, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe today I can do this and everything that's occurring is far away and not super pertinent to me Um, and in that situation we would call it normalcy bias the uh, idea that nothing has drastically changed so why don't we continue with this um, ongoing idea that everything is good everything is working out Um, and I don't get me wrong I firmly believe that a manifestation mindset and abundant mindset Um, in acknowledging your uh, financial freedom and financial growth are the keys to being a happy and healthy human because I truly believe that every human deserves health and wealth and the way to achieve both of those is interlinked and intertwined. But that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is normalizing the fact that we aren't facing um, very odd circumstances in almost all fronts in in terms of geopolitically, um, in terms of infectious disease, in terms of a number of other things, including our finances and inflation, and at least in the United States of America, a number of really surprising things that are going on. And I'm bringing these things up because what I have found is this normalcy bias affects your health and wealth so unsuspectingly And I really haven't started paying attention to it until two years ago. And I'll give you some examples. The average, um, starting with statistics, the average, these statistics are from 2019, the average American spends $1,100 on coffee. Okay, $1,100, not that big of a deal. What about people aged 18 to 34? 
in America, they're in the United States, they're spending $1,300 per year on coffee. And this is, these are average stats. Okay. And then let me hit you with this statistic. One third of Americans age 18 to 35 spend more on coffee than they did on their retirement. In the key years of creating your nest egg when you had the least amount of responsibilities, and I'm thinking like the least amount, like less likely to be married, less likely to have children, uh, dependents, um, a house, a mortgage, less likely to have all of those things. And during that time, Americans are out here spending more on coffee than on their future. Okay, why? So you're thinking, Dr. Hartwell, why are you bringing up coffee? Why are you bringing up a stimulant? Well, apparently in my country, we are relying on stimulants to get through our daily lives. And it's been normalized. The busyness of our lives, the packed schedules, the multitasking, that has all been normalized, as has been normalized relying on an external stimulant to get through your life. And me being the byproduct of an excessive amount of education, including medical school, I fit really well into this group of statistics. I am one of the third of Americans that up until age 27 spent more on, not coffee, if if you know, you know, I don't drink coffee, uh, but on caffeine-related um, drinks than I did on my retirement because I wasn't future-focused. I was now focused. I was getting in, getting through my life focused, getting through medical school, what a doozy all of that was, um, and not to discredit the many people who literally aren't sleeping well, who aren't getting what they need out of their lifestyle, and so they're supplementing it through that. But I'm talking about this not only on a health basis, because if somebody needs to rely on these stimulants, you got to wonder what it's doing to that stress response that I was just speaking to you about. But also the fact that it's been normalized by others, that this is how we're going to get through it. This is super normal. Um, It's not so bad. Everybody can do it. We're just going to grab a cup of coffee and we're going to move through our day. I didn't realize for so long how many people around me that I surround myself with are doing this daily in and out. We're not future focused. We didn't know anything about retirements, 401ks, Roth IRAs, investing. And it's so crazy because we are some of the most intelligent people in the population, right? I'm thinking about my lawyer friends and my doctor friends. We're supposed to be the most intelligent, the most intellectual, and yet they have us in calculus classes instead of learning how to use Excel to budget, learning how to use our tools to live below our means, to maximize our income, to start building wealth. So consequently, another reason why I'm bringing this up, are a lot of my mentors are still trying to pay off their medical school debt after two decades of being physicians. That's just wild that we still have this hanging over our heads Um two, three, four decades out of graduation. And so that's just one subsector of the population that's supposed to be making more of the money. Um, What else does that mean? Why is this so important? Okay, these people are walking around and they're in 
fight or flight mode all the time. They're super anxious. They're not going to be able to live life as happily because they're super stressed in general. They're relying on stimulants to get through their life and then throw in a massive amount of debt. Throw in a lifestyle that is beyond the income that is being made. And then we start to see what are people really spending their money on. I don't have any statistics right now, but it would be really interesting to take a moment and ask yourself, how much do you budget per month for your medical expenses? Do you have a separate section in your budget for a medical expenses? First off, if you don't have a budget, I don't know how you're getting through life, uh, But, you know, I totally go into the importance of making a budget in separate places, so I won't do that here. But secondly, I, as you all know, I'm really into finances, abundance, because I think it's completely linked the ability that you have to focus on all of the different components of your budget that you would like to see grow, including health and wellness, um, I truly believe that the more that you focus on that and build that and grow that, the happier you will be because you have money in the budget to do what you'd like. For me, it looks like going to the float tank. I love to get uh, to go float in a in a float tank. Um, that is a huge self wellness thing for me. I love to go to a qigong classes. I love to do yoga. I love to have my meditations, and um, I love to buy my incense and wear my crystals and those are all self-care wellnesses wellness things for me I love to take baths and I make kind of elaborate baths and I find water to be very soothing um so I will make you know decompression baths or foot soaks or you know all of these self-care things and I always budget for that I also regularly see my primary care physician I also have a couple of other specialty physicians um, and I also will get lab work done even if it doesn't appear like I need any lab work just to make sure that everything's checking out if somebody suggests to me you know hey it would be great to rule some rule out a differential diagnosis I go and get the imaging Um, and I think that it's really, really important to me. I will pay for my health above everything else. And I think people think it's really odd. In fact, a number of people have told me that it's really odd that I will go drop, um, the amount of money on an imaging scan that they would spend on groceries in a week. Um, and I'm like, well, I would also spend that on groceries in a week, but I also really value knowing what's going on with my body and being able to preemptively treat things rather than trying to fix things that are already broken, right? Preventative care has been really important to me because it has taken me so long to get a handle on my own autoimmune conditions and my own health. And a lot of that could have been taken head on before, uh, if I had listened to the warning signs before things got too bad. So, I think it's really important to ask yourself, how are you budgeting for your health and wellness? If it's not in the budget, what happens when something goes really, really wrong and all of a sudden you need surgery, you need an emergency, you need an ambulance? I was just in the bank 
um, earlier today on my lunch break and I the gentleman behind me was talking to me about how he has cancer and he was at Goodwill the day before and I guess he was feeling very fatigued and he fell at the Goodwill and knocked out several of his teeth. He was bleeding a lot and they called 911 and they were asking to, you know, if he should be, if uh, they're asking him for permission to take him in an ambulance to the hospital and he was like, no, I can't afford the ambulance bill. And so he ended up, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he's, I think I maybe just stopped listening at that time. I'm not sure exactly what he said, or maybe he trailed off. Cause I don't remember him saying what he decided to do. He was just talking about all the blood. And I was like, Oh, this is quite the bank, uh, line discussion that we're having here. Um, but anyway, so that's a consideration. Are you able to, um, afford, an ambulance bill? Do you have uh, money set aside for some kind of medical emergency? I've seen a number of statistics that say the majority of debt um, that people in the United States have, if it's not um, student loan or credit card, it's medical expenses. And that's so scary to me, you know, because those bills can be so high. Um, So what are you budgeting for? Are you taking proactive action for your health? Are you making the choices for your health? Because you make these choices every single moment of your life. How are you reacting to that one boss of yours? How are you seeking, uh, are you, do you have therapy for your super, super stressful job? Do you have tools to manage your stress? Do you have meals that give you nourishment and nutrition that make you happy? Or are you depriving yourself in all of those areas? It's so crazy to me, um, you know, and this is my own personal thing. I, I understand if maybe you disagree, but I, it is so crazy to me how, I have um, people in my life who have the latest cell phones, the latest cars, and the latest televisions, all of the streaming services that you could possibly imagine, which I feel like they're coming out with new ones every day, um, and cannot afford to pay for lab work to check up on some really serious kind of scary things going on in their health. And these are huge considerations. This is why I so firmly believe that health and wellness are linked to your wealth. Because then you have it in the budget to make those choices for yourself, for your loved ones, to get the care that you deserve and, and to make those healthy choices getting those supplements, those nutrients, those nutritive foods, hiring that um, therapist or personal trainer to make your exercise goals come true. And it's a normalcy bias to look around you at your closest friends and family members and notice, oh, well, they can't afford an unexpected medical bill, so why should I be budgeting for it? They haven't been to the doctor in 20 years, so why should I start budgeting for a doctor's visit? I guarantee you there are things in your life that you are spending money on that would be better allocated to get some health care.
and I'm bringing this up yet again from a lot of personal experience of people who have come to see me after 20 years of not going to the doctor ever and all of these things it's now I'm trying to put out a fire when it would have before been a slow burning ember that I could have more easily triaged and now we're having to do a lot of deeper work um that can be more costly sometimes so where in your life could you stand to work on some of that I'll leave you with that you incredibly abundant humans remember there is always more than enough to go around for every one of us and your body is an amazing healing vessel i'll see you next time hi there thanks for tuning in let us know what you think of the show by writing a review in itunes if you screenshot before submitting, before it gets lost in the abyss for review, and send to us at drlilyhartwell at gmail.com, we'll send you a free guided breathwork. May you go on with your day in joy.